0: I'm Roger Baker, Executive Director of the Stratfor Center for Applied Geopolitics at RAIN, a global center of excellence for geopolitical intelligence and analysis. Learn how you can put geopolitics to work for your organization at rainnetwork.com.
1: Welcome to RAIN's Essential Geopolitics Podcast. My name is Emma Kami, and I'll be your host today. On June 14th, the European Union passed its long-awaited Artificial Intelligence Act to govern issues such as biometric data exploitation, mass surveillance, and foundational models. Meanwhile, US lawmakers are backing efforts to create a federal commission that will develop a strategy for regulating AI, the latest addition to a variety of legislative proposals which aim to tackle emerging AI technologies such as ChatGPT. Rain cyber analyst Haley Benedict will explain what shape such legislation is taking and what changes we can expect to see. Welcome Haley. Hi, glad to be here. Glad to have you. So to start us off, uh, can you tell me a little bit about the European Union's AI Act?
0: Yeah, so the EU's AI Act was originally introduced in April of 2020 20, 2021 um, and this sought to govern topics such as biometric data collection and use, uh, mass surveillance and facial recognition, and algorithmic bias, but Because it was introduced in April 2021, this predated the AI chatbot boom, which uh, really kicked off in late 2022 when ChatGPT was released. Um, And this really drew the issue of AI into the public eye and prompted a whole conversation about these emerging technologies and not only how rapidly they're advancing and being developed, but also how rapidly they're just changing the way that things are being done across numerous aspects of society and, one of the issues with that is that it's all happening kind of a lot faster than legislation can keep up with so this latest draft of the eu's ai act which was just passed updated the legislation to address these new and emerging technologies um, and implemented new measures to control foundational models which would include technology like ChatGPT. gpt um, so to do that um, they created a tiered approach for ai models so this ranges from low and minimal risk to limited risk high risk and then unacceptable risk for ai practices so the low and minimal risk ai tools will not be regulated while the limited risks risk ones will need to be transparent in terms of how they're operating what they're used for um what their data collection practices are and uh, things like that. Um, and then the high risk AI practices would be strictly regulated. So the EU would require a database of general purpose and high risk AI AI systems to explain where, when and how they're de- being deployed in the region. And then um, so for these high risk This would include things like uh, CV scanning tools for ranking job applicants, um, which would have really specific legal requirements to avoid bias and discrimination on that front. Um, And then AI models that involve unacceptable risk would just be banned altogether. So that would be something similar to the Chinese government's social scoring, for example. And then also in the EU's um, AI Act, there would be really steep non-compliance penalties and there would be the establishment of a European Artificial Intelligence Board, which would oversee the implementation of the regulation and um, ensure uniform application across the EU. And then it would also release opinions and recommendations on some of the issues that are coming up with these emerging technologies. And then it would provide guidance to the relevant national authorities.
1: And has any similar legislation been introduced elsewhere?
0: Yeah, so across the world, the same questions are being raised about how this technology is going to be governed. Um, So it's an issue that many different regions are trying to grapple with and feeling the effects of. And so being the first to release standards for this technology would have implications for global norms. So to answer your question, the EU is the first major regulator to pass AI legislation like this. and the hope there is that other countries would follow suit, and that the eu would kind of be the global front runner for establishing how the technology would be um governed um similar to how it how it, similar to how it hoped to set um the global standards and norms with its general data protection regulation so um gdpr in twenty eighteen or the specifically the EU cookie law, which has been kind of adopted across the board. And so that's why you would have to um, accept or reject cookies every time you visit a website now, because a lot of times it's just easier prov- for providers to implement this measure across the board um, rather than to divide it up regionally. So they'd have like one version only in EU countries that require cook- permission for cookies, and then another version somewhere else with different rules, and then maybe another version somewhere else that wouldn't have rules at all. It's just better to adopt the highest standard which is what the eu standard is so in terms of artificial intelligence this is kind of what the eu would hope for as well they want to project these norms um, and hope to kind of determine and define ai's role in society um, and figure out to what extent AI is gonna have a positive force um, in individual lives. So there have been some states that have followed suit and introduced similar legislation. So for example, in Brazil, um, in September, 2021, following um, that first draft from the EU, um, They did pass a bill to create a framework for AI, but it does still need to be passed by the Senate, which is currently analyzing that framework. Um, And then Canada, too, has started working on similar regulations. So that would be like it's AI and Data Act. But then there are also other countries like the UK that are taking totally different approaches. So for the UK. they don't wanna stifle the development opportunities. Um, So they're saying that they're taking more of a pro-innovation approach. Um, So for example, in March, the government published a white paper um, saying that kind of there wouldn't be any new legislation um, or a new regulatory body And instead, the responsibility would be passed on to the existing regulators in sectors where AI is applied. So the UK really wants to make sure that there is that room for growth and it's seeing it as an opportunity that it doesn't want to miss by overregulating.
1: And what about the United States? Uh, How is AI regulation unfolding here?
0: Yeah. So more similar to the UK, um, but also different. Um, The US is taking a little bit more of a cautious approach than the EU, um, really seems to be grappling with how to best evaluate the risks and benefits and then figure out a way to balance the two of those. Um, But there have been a variety of initiatives that have been introduced in the US that are seeking um, to introduce some regulation. So at the federal level, the White House has issued executive orders. Um, Some are designed to combat bias. um, And the Biden administration is saying that they're actively working to address address national security concerns. So that would include things like cybersecurity, biosecurity, physical safety, um, and then they are calling in those government cybersecurity experts in the national security community to advise these efforts. Um, And then also, several different agencies have issued statements um, and announced efforts to grapple with the role of AI and how it should be regulated. Um, And then for Congress, recently, those US lawmakers are backing the effort to create a federal commission to develop a strategy for regulating AI. Um, and then also in May, the Senate held a hearing about regulating AI focusing on ChatGPT, hoping to set the tone for AI regulation going forward. Um, but in the past, lawmakers have introduced bills to kind of set privacy guardra- guardrails for AI, so that would that included um, requirements for companies to vet algorithms for bias or create regulatory agencies or departments for overseeing digital services, but most of those haven't passed. Um, And then in the past year or so, following this AI boom, legislative efforts are kind of being reignited. Um, But Congress is taking the approach So not one that's saying like, we're not gonna do anything because we want it to be all pro innovation, but instead there's trying to take the approach like, we just need to get all the information. We have to be fully informed before we're gonna tackle on a binding legislative effort. Um, So it's really calling on industry experts for this this effort. Um, So there's kind of been a wave of hearings, briefings, and meetings on um, Capitol Hill where the lawmakers have tapped into those resources with uh, academics and industry leaders hoping to get them up to speed on all of these new AI tools. Um, But there are some issues with this approach because some people are worried that this would give the industry too much opportunity and kind of set the regulations themselves, basically. Um, And there are concerns that corporate interests would prevail rather than the ethical considerations that they're supposed to be taking into account. And then there's also concerns that it might be difficult for a lot of members of Congress to have the bandwidth to dedicate a lot of time to to, to developing a really in-depth technical understanding of the AI tools and how they work um, in order to be able to effectively legislate. Um, So basically in the U.S. we're really in the information gathering stage at the federal level Um, but in the short run it's more likely we're going to see kind of a patchwork set of regulation from states. So there are a handful of states that have already passed some kind of AI law so this ranges from biases to biometric data use. Um, So specifically in California and Connecticut, there have been bills introduced to combat algorithmic bias. um, Illinois for data privacy, and then Texas, there's been bills introduced for the creation of an AI Advisory Council. Um, So that's kind of what's been happening broadly, but more pressing, I guess, in the lead up to campaigning for the 2024 presidential election. Um, This is really something that's going to kick off this summer, so the issue is becoming a little bit more dire, a little bit more urgent. So some states are pushing to regulate deepfake technology, so that there's not a lot of to try and combat some of that disinformation that they're going to see in the campaign. So so far, there have been nine U.S. states that have enacted deepfake laws, and then four others have proposed legislation. So. Generally, a lot of AI regulation in the U.S. might end up being this kind of patchwork legislation rather than the the across-the-board federal legislative framework, at least in the short run. Um, And this is the same thing that we've seen with data privacy laws in the U.S., including some of those that are focusing on biometric data, which does include some aspects of AI, like facial recognition, for example. So I think that's kind of how it's going to develop.
1: Well, thank you, Haley. This is a super timely and relevant topic, and I'm sure we'll be hearing more on this as AI legislation continues to develop and evolve. You can learn how geopolitical events like this could affect your business with Rain Worldview. Our flagship risk intelligence products provide clients with access to the insights and analyses they need to make more informed decisions and drive better risk management outcomes. Sign up at rainnetwork.com. That's r a n e network dot com. I'm Emma Kami. Thanks for listening.